Now listen, love, I don't know where you're at in this season. I don't know if you still feel kicked down, if you feel embarrassed about who you are or that you want to try to run and hide from who you really are. If you've been in a season of just feeling a little bit of shame about your story or where God has brought you, if you've been feeling like you need to reduce who you are in certain contexts in order to make everyone else feel comfortable, if you've been in a season where you're like, I just forgot who I am. Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, I don't recognize that woman who was years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago. I, I am not her anymore and I want her back, but I, don't even, I couldn't even recognize her if you put her in front of me. I don't know where you're at, but I feel like the word for you today is who dare defy the armies of the living God. This broadcast is for the one afraid to be who God has called her to be. We are live. I am so excited to be here with you today. I just want to pour liquid encouragement like all over your heart today, get you fired up, get you ready to fight, to go after what God is calling you to do. We've had two weeks off, so you can just, you know that all of the preach inside of me is like ready to just come bursting out. And there's been this message that's been ringing in my ears and in my heart for the last couple of days specifically as I've been praying about this like coming back into the podcast world after a a brief hiatus and yeah I just I really feel like it could be powerful for us so if you're clicking on this episode you clearly resonate with this theme which is for the one afraid to be who God has called her to be and this comes directly from the last Oh my gosh, let's just be real. This has been my entire life theme is just the Lord ripping away and then gently removing away these barriers of me being who I truly am in Christ and fully running after who he has called me to be, who he has anointed me to be, and to do the things that he has He has designed for me to accomplish. I feel like that's been the story and the theme of my life. So if that's you, you are in the right place right now. (laughs) And even if it hasn't been your story, your life theme, if you will, but it's just been the theme of this season, I pray that this encourages you. Um, So yeah, updates on where we have been. It has been, yeah, like a really interesting summer. You know, we're still in the wind back in your sails summer because to me, it's still summer. Hudson, my son, is only 14 months old. So we don't have back to school yet. So we are in full summer mode over here. And so this theme is continuing on. We're still in the wind back in our sails, getting the life back in in our hearts and in our spirits and our souls. We're finding our oomph again. And so we're going to continue this all throughout the month of August. We're going to finish out the month. And then September, we're just going to see what Jesus has next. Um, and then in, in the month of September, I'm going to announce the winner's of our contest. So if you have been tracking along or if you're new here, we have a little contest going on so you can enter to win. All you have to do is do um, a review on Apple Podcast 
or you can share the word on social media. So it could be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then just tag me and mention the podcast. And you can keep entering as much as you want to. (laughs) And I've been keeping track. Don't you worry. I've been keeping track, ladies, of who posts on Instagram about it um, and, and Facebook. So if you want to keep entering, you can. What do you enter to win? Three blessed women will will receive a book. So I've written four books, um, self-published Bible studies, which you can find on my website, lauradudek.com. Um, so you'll get a book. I'm going to pray through which one could bless you. You're going to get a custom. So I actually do custom jewelry and products and whatnot. So you're going to get a bracelet. I'm sorry, a necklace with um, a word on it. I'm going to pray through what word and a matching keychain. And then you're going to get a little note from me with a little like prophetic word um, to bless your season. So I'm going to choose three winners. So that contest is still going strong. So if you want to enter to win, go leave the review on Apple Podcasts and and or, you know, go spread the word on social media and all of that. So hope to see you on those platforms, spreading the word, entering to win all the fabulous things. So that's just part of the wind in your sails summer. So diving right in. I want to start this broadcast with where I've been in the last week. So (laughs) the Lord is just so funny in this season because in in the first part of this summer, if you've been tracking along at all, it was really about shedding these weights. It was about shedding anxiety and shedding the extra things that have held held me back have held you back and it's about letting go of this excess in order to be able to handle if you will what's to come and it's almost been this picture of of the lord saying okay you need to remove all these extra anxieties in order to free yourself to be readily available for what i have next and so i've been processing all of that and it's just been this uh, beautiful shift of um embracing where my heart is at, but also having hope of the next season and what God is doing. And with that, the Lord has just put all of these adventures on my heart to take part in. And I just feel like this is like a conversational episode. So this is just you and I chatting about what Jesus is doing and this like message that he has put burning in my heart. Oh my goodness. So yeah, the Lord has really had me step out in faith this season And specifically this year, he brought up the word from (laughs) the lyric from Hamilton, which is um, one of the lyrics is that it's the room where it happens, right? If you've seen Hamilton, little shout out, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you can go look at the lyrics online. And I really felt like that was the Lord's, um, you know, invitation for me this year was be in the room where it happens. So if I'm calling you to a meeting or to meet with a person or to be in a specific event, you have to be there, like make space for it. And say yes and do it. And so there have been a couple of things this past summer that I really felt like I was supposed to be a part of. It started off this past spring when I did a course called The Habit Lab with Jenna Zint over, um, she's based in California. And it was incredible. It was an expensive class, but we made the sacrifice. We did it. I knew I was supposed to do it. And I never, I'm a banker's daughter, so I'm very, um, I you know I pinch every penny. I'm a very good steward of all of the things to the to the extreme of like not spending money. So in the past couple of weeks, the Lord has really laid it on my heart that I have to be at these two specific events. The first event that was coming to me was a thing called Preachers and Culture, which is based in it's an event based in Greenville, South Carolina, and they 
essentially for a couple of days. It's an intensive, help you define your preaching, help you to become more equipped in that. And then the second one was the School of the Prophets. And that was based in um, in Bethel at in Redding, California. And so I'm processing through this. And obviously, they both have very hefty price tags. And ladies, I don't make anything from this ministry, not in this season of my life. Jesus, you will bless us one day. But this is out of like sacrifice of time. And the Lord just convicting Josh and I both of like, this is a sacrifice you make. Like you just, you pour out. That's what you do in this season. So I've invited everyone to be a part of this to help provide for these adventures. And the Lord has just, I mean, ladies, you have blown my mind with your gifts to be able for uh, for me to go to these things. It's just so crazy to me. So I ended up going to School of the Prophets last week. And it was insane. I can't even tell. It was so amazing. And it was actually from Monday through Friday. And the schedule was so intense. It was literally from noon every day until 1 or 2 a.m. I was on calls and there were there was no break. It was literally you'd end it, you know, one session at three o'clock and you'd pick right up to the next session that started at three o'clock. Like that was just the nature of my schedule. So it was intense. So obviously with that, I did not have any time because I was up until 1 or 2 a.m. And then I would still be up with Huddy Bud at <laughs> like... 6 a.m. So girl was running on like four or five hours of sleep like in the newborn days. So it was it was a little bit, you know, packed. But the Lord just showed up in this incredible way to equip me in areas that I had never been formally trained in. And I've known for a while that I have a, a prophetic gift that I I can hear the Lord and convey those messages to those who need to hear it, who need to be encouraged, um, comforted, exhorted in the Lord. And I did not grow up in that sphere. I didn't grow up in prophetic culture. I didn't grow up in these Holy Spirit immersed church churches or environments. So I really, my learning has been mostly street smarts. It's been mostly learning on the fly, um, building trust with Jesus, keeping things biblical, and picking up random trainings along the way. And so this really was the event that just gave this incredible foundation of hearing the Lord's voice for this covenant that we're in, for the New Testament believers. And it was just so powerful. And it's just crazy. You know, this goes into um, maybe where you're at, but, you know, not growing up in those spheres it was very much taboo to even talk about the Holy Spirit. And there were a couple of communities and contexts that I was in that actually radically opposed the Spirit. And it was like, you don't, you don't talk about the Holy Spirit. He, he is you know, not at work today. That's not for the church today. That's not for believers today. And so it was very much like you don't, you don't touch that and quote unquote that, right? And so I, it created this fear in me. And anytime you felt like you were um, hearing any from anything from the Holy Spirit, it was like you were deemed as like a false prophet, as disobedient. And there was just this like big tape that was put over you of like, you are, you are not in alignment. You know, you, you are out. And so I've had that, um, that shame that's kind of been running through my heart as I've been processing with Jesus and processing 
this, you know, gift of hearing his voice and and operating in that and growing that gift and and not being ashamed of it, and not having this shame on it, but fully just being in freedom um, to what the Lord has for me and knowing that it's biblical. Um, and this event <laughs> made me more confident of that than ever before. And I just think about this past week, you know, I've been sharing on Instagram my journey of School of the Prophets and trying to give little tidbits and things of what I was learning and experiencing. And, you know, years ago, I would have never done that. I would have never let people know publicly, if you will, that I was going to an event called School of the Prophets. I would have never said I am prophetic. I would have never said I hear the Lord's voice. I was so drenched in shame about it that I did not want to speak up because if I spoke up, it meant that I had a big target on my back and it meant that I would be, you know, quickly reprimanded and told, you know, sit down, be quiet, you're, you're rebellious. So the fact that I can say it and be so excited about what God is doing is just such a testimony of healing and redemption and just the, the freedom that comes in Christ Um, with the grace to be who we are called to be in him. And I was just thinking and and reflecting on that, just the journey of my life. And I never would have ever thought that I would be someone that would go to an event called School of the Prophets, right? Like it just sounds so mysterious when it's really not that mysterious. It's like we're all hearing the, the Lord's voice. So let's equip each other in that. Make sure that we're staying biblical. We're staying honoring. We're staying respectful. We have parameters and protocols around things. It's just so beautiful when it's done well and it's done according to the script, the scriptures. Um, and so I, I would always think, okay, I would, that's not for me, you know, but to just be at this event was just such a crazy God moment. So I say that because this week I have really been processing through what it looks like to be who we are in Christ. And I just, I know for myself, I still struggle. Even at the end of last week um, at the event, I was just feeling the the hot seat of warfare you know, all the lies of like, what are you doing here? Like, you're just a baby in this. Like, yeah, you've got your MDiv. Yeah, you've got your history with the Lord. But who are you to be here? Like, you're a baby in the prophetic. Like, who are you? you like, it was kind of just like knocking me down a lot. Um, you should be ashamed. Like, who are you? Who are you even just being here? What do you have to say? What do you have to offer um, any of these people? You know, just all these lies kept coming in and eventually trying to knock me down so much to try to get me to give up to forfeit the freedom that I have fought for with Jesus up until this point in my journey. And there came this this point when I was thinking about my own journey and thinking about you all and all of you ladies who follow and just this beautiful community of of leaders, right? And I thought about David and Goliath. That was immediately where the Lord took me. And it was the scripture specifically when David goes to Goliath and we're going to talk a little bit more of the context of this but it was when he actually walks up to to Goliath and the phrase that was coming to me and it's different in scripture but it was who dare defy the armies of the living God who dare defy the armies of the living God now listen love I don't know 
where you're at in this season. I don't know if you still feel kicked down, if you feel embarrassed about who you are or that you want to try to run and hide from who you really are if you've been in a season of just feeling a little bit of shame about your story or where God has brought you if you've been feeling like you need to reduce who you are in certain contexts in order to make everyone else feel comfortable if you've been in a season where you're like I just forgot who I am like I don't even know who I am anymore like I don't recognize that woman who was years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago. I, I am not her anymore and I want her back, but I don't even, I couldn't even recognize her if you put her in front of me. I don't know where you're at, but I feel like the word for you today is who dare defy the armies of the living God. And what I, what I feel from that phrase is that there is an assignment on your life. There is a mission that God has woven into the very fabric of your DNA and your heartstrings. Like there is a song that only you can sing. There's a mission that only you can accomplish. There's an assignment that only you are crafted to accomplish. There are things that you need to invest in, people you need to nurture, communities that need to be transformed, families that need to be healed. And it's stuff, it's it's missions that only you can accomplish. And the enemy has been hell bent literally like using the forces of hell he has bent hell to try to dis- to distract you keep you down reduce you so that it's actually he wins and i feel like what the what david was saying is that there is such a courage that rose up in him there was such a conviction that rose up in him there is such a defender that came to into his spirit of who dare defy the armies of the living god He was saying there's a mission and there's a mantle on this people. The army, the the armies of the living God, the people of Israel, like the actual nation of Israel are chosen. They are people who are called to be a, a priesthood that are chosen as royalty in the sight of the Lord. And they have a mission that they are called to accomplish, which is to be distinct for the entire earth to see God's glory within them. And so when Goliath comes up to the, to the line to distract them, to taunt them, to essentially play with them a little bit mentally, David simply says, who dare defy the army of the living God? You will not win. And to expand, I feel like there was this heart that rose up in him of like, you will not taunt us. You will not defeat us. And you will not be defeating my God. Not on my watch. And while everyone else around him, his brothers included, ran away. Scripture says that when Goliath would come to the line every single day, everyone else would run. They would flee because they were terrified of this gigantic man. And yet this boy comes to the line and says, not on my watch. Not when I am here. Because who dare defy the living God? If you go into 1 Samuel, that's when we actually read the account of David and Goliath. And specifically in in chapter 17, verse 2, it says, Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah, and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with a valley in between them. 
The Valley of Elah, E-L-A-H, actually means the Valley of Battle. And it's, it's literally camped between, in this valley, between hills where the Israelites were and then the Philistines were. And it was within this, ba- this valley that Goliath would come down and they literally drew battle, a battle line and Goliath would come down and would literally like walk the line taunting, taunting the people of God. Not only with, with verbal taunts, but his physical presence was daunting. It, it was a, he was a force to be reckoned with, right? And I feel like in this past season, if I could really summarize, like, win back in your sales summer and this moment that we stand in, it's, it's this valley of battle. And I feel like for so many of us, we have been in this slump season where we're like, we're just feeling a little bit more hard pressed. We're feeling a little bit more scattered, a little bit more pressured on every side, um, a little bit more downcast, a little bit more weary. And we've been in this valley. And I feel like in the past couple of weeks, this valley has turned from how do we get out? Like, how do we shed the things that are of the valley in order to keep going, in order to keep pressing on, to soar lightly, freely? But it's turned into this battlefield where you have actually stepped up to the line to fight for what God has called you to fight for. And I want you to imagine that in your life, like to imagine this season as the battle line. Where, you're, where you are at is not by chance. It's not some random series of, of circumstances that lead to fate. This is, this is like destiny in your midst. You are made for this battle in front of you. It is ordained that you would be here to step forward into what you have, what God has called you to accomplish. See, what's so interesting is that you have this battle line that's drawn out and David is actually in the previous, uh, in the previous chapter was anointed, anointed to be the next king of Israel, right? So I'm sure he has that in the back of his mind, but it continues to say that he was the youngest and he was smaller than all of his brothers. And there's this whole, you can go in and you can read it. I'm not going to read it all because that would be a lot of reading today. And I love the word of God, but you can also read the word of God on your own, right? Amen. Awesome. So there's, there's this entire series of interactions where his brothers are just like ragging on him. Why are you down here? You've got bad motivations for being down here. Why, why are you here? You should be go send, tending the sheep. Why, why are you? They're questioning everything about him. And then not only that, but he actually steps up to the line to defeat Goliath, right? And we, we have this moment in verse 37 where Saul says to David, okay, go, the Lord be with you. If you, if you want to take down the Goliath, go ahead. Then it says, verse 38, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in, the, in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. 
He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and to the wild animals. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carca- I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. And then David runs quickly to the battle line to meet him. He grabs his sling and his stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead and killed him. I just think about this profound moment when David defeats this gigantic man. And there's so many thoughts that are just going through my head in the last couple days about this. Number one, is that you are made for this battle and you are made for victory. Exactly for who you are. I feel like there are so many women who have experienced what I have experienced. And that is shame about who you are. Shame about who God has called you to be. I think of so many women in my life right now. Women who are strong. Women of God. And they have a story to tell. They have the bruises and the scars to show spiritually and emotionally and relationally. They are some of the strongest people that I've ever met. And yet this shame lurks around the corner of every conversation and every opportunity and every community and every um, opportunity that they have to step into who they are, telling them, no, no, don't be that. Don't tell that part of your story. Don't embrace who you fully are. Don't let that gift really be unleashed. No, no, don't actually preach the way that you want to preach. No, no, don't share that book. Don't write the book. Don't start that ministry. Don't do the podcast. And there's just this shame, this voice of you can't do it. Who are you? Like, who do you think you are? And that's exactly what happens here. You have a young boy who is just anointed by a prophet to be the next king of Israel, and yet he's still perceived as not good enough, too young, too inexperienced, that, that he could never, right, take down a Goliath. And so he comes to the line with this backstory of shame and lies and this this feeling of who who are you who are you to be that and yet david is so resolved on defending his faith and his god that he defies every voice of uncertainty every voice of shame every voice of accusation to walk forward as god has called him to I think there is this beautiful invitation right now for you to believe who God has actually called you to be. 
to not let fear and shame and and voices of past accusations and past criticisms hold you back from what God has called you to be and what he has called you to do. And there are so many women in this moment, and I'm, clu- I'm including you in this, right, that have this beautiful call from God to say, be this, go be an apostle, go start the church, go plant the church, go plant the ministry. You have other people who are women who are evangelists and teachers who have a message burning in your heart that you have to go release. There are other women who are mothers who have these labels of motherhood over them and their, their relationship history who are in those lies are literally dictating how they show up right now and I just want to have this moment to encourage you of like who dare defy the mission of God on your life who dare defy who God has called you to be are we going to start ladies actually listening to the voice of God and who he has named us to be or are we going to keep bending our ear to hear what the enemy has to say and give more credibility to that than what the God of the universe says about us because a lot of us have a backstory. A lot of us have people in our lives who had said, oh, like, you know, this is who you really are. Oh, you really are, you know, should be ashamed. You really, you know, the list goes on of all of these lies that have held us back. We all have this backstory, but we also all have a backstory of experience and history with the Lord. You look at, you look at David's history It's not glamorous and it's not crazy beautiful. It's just a simple boy who obeyed to take care of his father's sheep. He was obedient in this hidden time to protect what he was given to protect. He had hands that had been used as protectors and as defenders. He knew what it was like to fend off bears to keep his father's father's property safe. He had a backstory of being anointed and called, literally called out from, from, the, from tending the sheep to be anointed. Then he comes into the presence of Saul. I don't know if you've ever connected this. It's just really crazy. Like God is just so good in scripture, right? But you look at verse 38 when Saul literally dresses David in his own armor. And yet armor was the exact thing that David was supposed to care for. Did you, did you catch this? In chapter 16, verse 21 David becomes one of Saul's armor bearers. And as in that role, in that job, he was supposed to care for and make sure that all of Saul's equipment was properly tended to, was ready for battle. So he was literally taking care of the very armor that Saul would eventually put on him. And so, yes, while the enemy loves, loves to get us to focus on the backstory of shame and defeat and accusation and criticism, the Lord is like, no, 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 no. There is a story within your life that I have been preparing you for such a time as this. And while everyone else was maybe out there in the world being noticed for for their writing or for their mothering or for their big accomplishments. You've been faithfully serving in the hidden place. You have been faithfully and obediently tending to your craft, being faithful with what he has given you. I feel like there are moments that you need to look back on 
distinct conversations with the Lord. When he had these like anointing moments, if you will, these calling moments, when he specifically called you to these endeavors that you have, are you, you are literally stepping to the line in this season to go forward in. I feel like you have had the Lord tell you, you need to write that book. You have had the Lord tell you, you are a phenomenal mother and you need to mother in this way. You've had moments when the Lord has actually said, you are supposed to travel lightly and go where I tell you to go. This is not a season to focus on our histories of shame. Of all the question marks of who told you that you could be that. This is a a moment when we look back on the history that the Lord has written. The callings that we have. The scriptures that he has given us. The history that he has built in the hidden place to refine our skills to give us experience with him and trust with him and have all of that compel us to step to the line. And in that stepping to the line, there's going to be this giant Goliath that wants to keep you back. There's going to be a singular voice. Maybe not even singular. Maybe there's going to be a whole cacophony of them. Just love that word in the season. There's a big cacophony of lies and opposition. There's going to be a, a big old limiting belief that you can't do it. And yet that singular question keeps coming to my mind. Who dare defy the armies of the living God? There is revival coming. And the Lord needs you. He needs you to write that book. He needs you to mother your children. How he has called you to. He needs you to tell your story. And even if divorce is a part of it. Or abuse. Or shame being rejected you have to tell it it's not a moment to have shame about that when that's the Lord's story that he's written with you in your life and whether or not it was by his hand and by his pen it's your story and he redeems it all there are women who are called to be apostles and prophets evangelists shepherds teachers women who have gifts of administration, of medical help, of mercy and peace, gifts of faith. And we need it. We need it in this moment, in this generation right now. The enemy, like I said, has been hell bent. He has bent hell to come after us and to keep us low to reduce our expectations and to get us afraid to embrace who God has called called us to be. And yet this is a moment when we come to the battle line and we take just the simple, the simple tools that he has given us. 
a simple handful of stones and a slingshot. And we defeat the very voices that come against us. Victory doesn't look like this complex experience that's out of reach. The Lord has already given you all of the tools in your history to walk forward in victory right now. He's already equipped you with everything that you need. Scripture tells us that. All you have to do is just shoot the stone. So I want to pray for you today. Because I feel like we, we need it as women of faith right now. Like women are on the forefront of this revival that is happening. And so I want to pray for us because there is this unique call for us to stand at the line. And maybe we're the spearheads, we're the generals and the leaders who are forging the path for victory. I think about the movie Wonder Woman, and during maternity leave, I watched it for the first time. And in this specific scene, I don't know if you've seen it, but in this specific scene, she is with this... um, battalion of men this these arm these soldiers and they're in the middle of battle and they're losing it's not going well and they have to cross over into this land in order to cross over into this land they have to get victory they have to to surge forward and defeat their opposition but the all the men are all too terrified to do it they're all in this bunker you know in the dirt terrified you can see it on all their faces and wonder woman sees a crying child and a mother and there's something that rises up in her that she literally just like busts out of this barricade and just starts charging through these soldiers through opposition and she's just taking them down left and right like in her like amazing feminine warrior way and then as she's taking these men down the rest of her battalion start getting the courage too and they literally start running with her and they start I mean they they have victory in the end and I just think about that like I just feel like that's such a picture for us today I feel like it's the special, uh, this gifting of women that is risen by the heart of compassion that, that drives us forward into victory that we wouldn't have otherwise had if it was just driven by sheer power alone. I feel like this is the moment, like this Wonder Woman moment for us to be risen up by compassion and this like, this, um, yeah, like this nurturing charge that we we can't even explain. It's like the, you know, the mother, you know, when her child's about to get hit by a bus and she comes or like she lifts the car, right? Like that, that, that supernatural gifting that we have that rises up where we would actually be leading the charge and that other people would then be gaining courage by the victories that we're gaining and would join us in the efforts. That's why I feel like there's such a man, a power in this, that the Lord has not called you to be afraid of who he has called you to be. He has not called you to be ashamed of who he has called you to be. This is a season when we take ground on the very anointings that are on our lives. 
on the people and the places that we are called to steward and take care of. And that means that we step out of the barracks, that we step out of the bunker of the dirt, and we actually start working toward, we start claiming the victory that is ours to claim. And it may feel isolating. It may feel like, oh man, this is so much. I feel like I'm alone in here, that I'm fighting a battle by myself. But in that, in that little victories, you will inspire those around you to run with you. But it takes us having the courage first to go do it, to start fighting, to start running after who God has called us to be. I want to pray for you. So if this is you, if you have had this fear on your life to be fully who God has called you to be, it's time we shake off that fear. It's time we shake the dust. And we fully walk forward in confidence that he has not called you to a place where he has not blessed you and equipped you, anointed you. So if you're praying with me, I would love to know if you want to send me a message, a direct message, you can send me an email, info at lauradudek.com. I would love to hear stories from this podcast. Um, So yeah, I just want to pray for you. So I just want you to take a deep breath. Maybe there's even a moment of like, I know for me, it's like rubbing my eyes of all the mascara and all the the tears. Lord, I just thank you for this woman. I thank you, Lord, that you have anointed her And perfectly crafted her for what she is made to accomplish. I just feel like there's been this cloud. It's almost, I don't even, I don't watch the Peanuts, um, Charlie Brown, but whichever one, is it Lionel that always has like that dirt cloud around him? And I feel like that's been you. Where you've, you just feel like you're going through all of these places, these spheres, these communities, these um, even church communities and jobs. And you feel like you're just continually surrounded by this dirt cloud of lies. And, and you have very specific narratives and limiting beliefs that you feel like you can't swat away. No matter how hard you try, you can't make the dirt cloud go away. And Lord, we know that you are God that controls, um, you control the wind and the waves. And I feel like for something as easy as dirt, by your word, you can just make it drop to the ground. So Lord, I just ask that you would bring to mind, like in this swirl of lies that have been holding over her, just lording over her lord we pray that you would bring each one to mind and as you bring each one to mind you would just by your word rebuke it by your word defeat it where there is has been shame and fear i pray i pray father that you would give um, courage and confidence father i pray that you would give her just these specific words that defeat that defeat these lies And we just pray, Lord, that you would just make the dust fall. We thank you, Lord, that she is made to be a leader. 
that she is made to be on mission with you. She is made to bring life to this earth. We thank you, Lord, that her story is her story. And we just rebuke the enemy for trying to make it his story. We rebuke the enemy for even trying to use the power of her testimony against her. You think about that. You think about the power of your testimony, lady, and how the enemy has tried to use your testimony to dismantle your authority. He has tried to use what you have walked through, the story that you have walked through with Jesus. Like I feel like there's so many women right now who are like, I have known the Lord and there have been terrible things that have happened to me when I've known the Lord. And I feel like the enemy is using those very things against you saying, oh, this actually disqualifies you from even being in the fight. This disqualifies you from being a woman of God. I feel like it, it just taints your character, right? That's what he's saying. It's like it just, it just kind of like messes with people's minds that you believe in God and this happened to you. And we just rebuke the enemy for even trying to place those words on repeat in her head. And we declare that your authority, Lord, lies with her story. We pray that every area of her story where she has tried to downplay it or like gloss over details or um, forget it, numb it out, discount it. Lord, we pray that you would bring those very points of her story up and she would actually have such a redemptive way of looking at it that you would give her the narrative that goes along with it. Like that happened to you. This is what I see, love. This is why that went like you went through that. This is who it built within you. This is this is the the lens that I see through that experience. Lord, we pray that each of those little down, like, I feel like you have these little blips in your story that you're like, we don't really talk about that. You know, just like, we just kind of look it over. We don't really talk about it. We just gloss over it. I feel like the Lord's like, no, no, I'm highlighting it because I'm going to show you how glorious I am in the midst of the hardest things of life. And that very hard part of your story is going to be the sharpest weapon for the battle that's to come. And your victory is going to become her victory. It's going to become a corporate victory. I feel like there are actually assignments that are on your life that are linked to the parts of your story that you want to forget about. And there's like surrounding pieces of that that situation even that are fuzzy to you that you don't remember that the Lord is like, I'm going to bring it into clarity Because when you have clarity about your story, there's going to be a clarity of vision of what you're called to. We thank you, Lord, that there's a renewed sense of clarity of what you've called us to. There's a renewed sense of confidence. And we just pray, Father, for the determination like David, that that the um, who who defies, who dare defy the army of the living God. That, that that mantra, that, that anthem would just run through us. That, that there would be nothing holding us back from saying yes and amen to who you have called us to be. 
Father, I pray that there would be a sacrifice that we'd be willing to make, whether it be um, coming face to face with past demons or running through opposition or um, laying things down that we didn't want to lay down, making financial sacrifices, moving, um, um, writing and spending time when when we're we're supposed to be with friends or we want to be here doing this thing and yet we're called to be in front of the keyboard. Lord, I pray that you would allow us that there would be a grace for sacrifice in this season and that we would feel you in it. It wouldn't be sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice, Lord, like you mentioned in scripture, but it's actually sacrifice that brings a praise offering to you, Lord. And it's a sacrifice that is of obedience to what you have called us to. Father, I pray that you would make things come through um, that that are just only by your hand, that there is provision coming through, that there are relationships coming through, there are connections and opportunities coming through, Lord, that, that we need in order to step forward into the promised land of our lives. Father, I pray that there would just be a season of grace that we are entering into. That while we have fought like um, like warriors in, in the past to even just get an inch of victory, Father, I pray that there would just be miles of victory that just come easy because we're walking in the fruit of obedience. Father, I, just, I ask that there would be a spirit of revival in our lives. Your spirit is revival. It's waking up the dead. It's bringing dead things back to life. It's resurrecting relationships that have been dead and hope that's been dead and vision that's been dead and churches that have been dead. Your spirit is revival. And we just declare that you are bringing life to our lives. And however you have called us to be stewards of that, to be a part of that, to be co-laborers in that, we say yes and amen before you. We thank you, Jesus, that you have called us to do beautiful things, to do greater things than you did. And we pray that there would be a, a newfound confidence to be everything that you have called us to be. We love you, Jesus. We give all of this to you. We praise you in your mighty name. Amen. So that was for the one afraid to be who God has called her to be. I pray that this blessed you. I pray that it, ooh, yeah, like got some fire in your bones. I know I'm all fired up now. I'm ready to Yeah, just go slay some giants. So let's just go do it, right? Like, go write the book. Go sit down and start typing. Like, this is just like, yeah, heart to heart moment. Just go do it. Go do the thing that God has called you to do. If God has called you to share your story with that person, just go do it. Pray and ask him how, and then go do it. That's that's as simple as it is. That's how you can defeat the Goliath. That's how you can defeat the opposition and the past voices of accusation is you just go do it. That's how you just walk in victory. I love you. Make sure you enter to win. If this blessed you, I would love to hear your testimony. I would love to hear how God is speaking, uh, maybe even echoing these exact words in your heart. Um, I love you so much. I'm so grateful to spend time with you on this podcast, and I will see you again next week. 